Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Morning, Taylor and Jen. Do you stir your cereal, Jen? No, no. I do not. I take my spoon yeah. and I just oh. kind of dunk it a bit. Dunk, 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 dunk. Life 107.1. I think most of us like to believe we're unique. Mm. I think we we like to believe that we're 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 a little different from everybody else. We're just yeah. we're just special in our own special way. But often we fall into groups. Oh yeah, you we, take all the personality tests. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Myers-Briggs, right. Enneagram. All those things. I mean, there's categories for a reason because yeah. most of us fall into a category and that's often a party topic. Mm-hmm. You know, what number are you or what are you on Myers-Briggs or are you a peacock or what, you know, all those things. I was it's always an otter a, in one of those. You were an otter? Okay, yeah. We'll explore that at another time there. <laughs> but there are lesser known personality yeah. groups that don't quite fit into the big tests. We were uh, doing some research on those. <laughs> Jen, Jen found this on uh, that great uh, peer-reviewed research site, Facebook. It's a cartoon. Some uh, lesser-known personality traits. Um, there is uh, saves used wrapping paper. <laughs> Which we've already established that Jen that's, falls that's into Jen. that category. There's messages video links that no one watches. I do not do that, but when I get them, I never watch them. Uh, there is has a drawer full of fast food ketchup packets just in case. <laughs> I might. Maybe. Could um, be me. <laughs> well, here's another one that's Jen celebrates their birthday all month long. Absolutely. <laughs> but this is the one that caught me off guard. Oh, I This I cannot. No. Mm-mm. I don't believe that these people exist. I think they just made this up. It's, I don't know. Everything else was really relatable I to you. I think this is fake news. This is pours milk first and cereal second. No. Just Who does no. that? No, that is cha- that is chaotic. What's what? Why that would is, you do that? That is opposite. That is backwards. That is nuts. It's so much a part of our culture that there's an entire aisle at the grocery mm. store for it. It's the most colorful, beautiful, adventuresome aisle. I think. I do like that aisle. All the possibilities of your breakfast cereal. And here we learn that one of the lesser-known personality traits, <laughs> according to Facebook, are people who pour milk first and cereal second. I, 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 I mean, whoa. I didn't know no. there were humans who did that. I've been around for 29 and a half years and had no idea this existed. But sounds like, Liz, you do that? I do, and <gasps> this is why. Okay. I do not like soggy food. Okay. Does that keep it from getting soggy? I pour my milk in first, and I pour in just a little bit of cereal. Mm-hmm. Eat that, mm-hmm. and then I pour in some more. Whoa! You eat your cereal in increments. I do. You do. You just, you just get it to float on top, really- and you skim it. <laughs> I have never heard of that, but I kind of respect it. <laughs> well, good. Well, I hope you guys have a good day. Hard hitting question. I know. Did you know that there is a, I'm going to call them subset because I don't believe that this is the norm, <laughs> but there is a subset of people who pour their milk into their bowl first and then put the cereal in? I don't get it. I didn't know. I'm calling about the cereal controversy. Yes. (laughs) It it is a controversy. (laughs) It's actually both. Both. Okay. Okay. Because when you start out, you put cereal in your bowl, Mm -hmm. and then you fill it with milk until the cereal is ready to pop out of the edges. Oh. And then you stir it up a little bit, and you eat it. And then you always have leftover milk, so then you have to add cereal to the milk. 
Because your ratio is off, so then the you ratio. have to continue to eat it. No, you can't have your ratio be off. I, I just drink exactly. the extra milk. You don't drink the remainder of the milk? No, I no. put cereal in it till it's all gone. <laughs> you go. <laughs> It's even. You got to soak. Okay, interesting. It's even, Steven, all the way to the end. Also, you exactly. s- you stir your cereal. I stir my cereal so that you get some crunchy and some soggy all in the same crunchy bite. Crunchy and soggy. I love the way Americans eat. Do you stir your cereal, Jen? No, no. I do not. Stir I've never, my I've never thought well, to do th- that. Th- th- this is what I do. I dunk. I take my spoon yeah. and I just oh. kind of dunk it a bit. Dunk, 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 dunk. That's the same as cereal. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> This is Carrie, and the controversy is solved. Just don't put any milk with your cereal. Then you don't have to worry about it. What? And your cereal doesn't get soggy. What? You do dry cereal? What? And then you drink the milk in a glass. <laughs> do, you, do you, like, take a bite of cereal and then wash it down with milk? No, because then it gets soggy. You eat the cereal, and then you drink the milk. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. You are fully separate. Do you put the cereal in a bowl and eat it with a spoon? Yes. But just no milk. You drink the milk, and then the cereal doesn't get soggy. And then you, like, jump around, and it mixes them together in your belly. You don't want it mixed together. Then you don't have to worry about it. Honey, I'm sorry, but that's what happens in your stomach. I hate to break it to you. (laughs) Dr. Heidi, it feels like the last, oh, I don't know, 12 months have reminded me of how few things I'm actually in control of. But the problem is... It's hard for me to let go of that control. I want so hard to stop every plate from spinning, but it seems like everything I put my hand on gets something else going, and it really stresses me out (laughs) that things are just spinning out of control. (laughs) Can you help? I can. Okay. But I don't know if you're going to like the answer. (laughs) Well, this conversation's over. (laughs) Because the truth is we have much less control than we realize. We have much less Mm. control than we even want. And the only way to make peace with not being able to control things well is to recognize that we cannot control most things. Mm. So we have to let go of the plates and we have to recognize that there's just things we can't change. There's hard things we can't change. There's good things we can't make happen. But as believers, our hope is not that we can control things. Our hope is that God himself is controlling things and our job is to show up. When we can't control all the things, Christ calls to focus on what we can control. The believers in First Peter are in the midst of intense persecution. Guess how much time Peter spends talking about all of that persecution that they can't control? None. None. Right. Nothing. What he talks about is, first of all, what is your identity in Christ? And then what does it mean to be holy? What does that look like? And he, he challenges his readers to show each other brotherly love. Because what we do with ourselves is something that we can control. Our reaction. Our reaction. Our reaction. And that is our hope. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that we can't control anything that's going on around us. We can't control the crazy world, but they could control showing each other brotherly love. They Mm. could control their own walk with God and resting in that identity that is set as believers, as living stones built into Christ's church. It's a little crazy that we kind of read these verses about in Christ, all things hold together and God is powerful and he's just. And something in us says, no, I think I'd rather have my hands on the wheel. Right. Like, why, right. Well, I don't know why I do right. that. Right. And then we wonder why we're anxious. <laughs> right. Because we're trying to do something that we are not equipped to do. Mm-hmm. But what we can do is be obedient. And sometimes that's the hardest step to take, to be obedient in showing love and speaking truth. But that's where the power is. And that is where our comfort is when everything else is out of control. And when you let go and you let God take control of it, 
he will do such a better job with the whole situation. And one thing you will learn is you trust God. And number two, you will learn how much he loves you because you'll then see how he works those things for your good. And the only way to get there is through obedience and through surrender. I was having a lovely evening with my friend Susan. We were out to dinner at a Des Moines restaurant, Mm -hmm. and uh, our server came to the table. She was chatting with us, and at one point I said, you know what, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. And she said, oh, well, my name is Anna. And I said, hi, Anna, I'm Jen. And my friend Susan started laughing at me. And I looked at her, and I was like, what? What are you laughing at? She's like, have you heard the Geico commercial? (laughs) And I'm like, what Geico commercial? She said the one that says that you're acting like your parents. The guy who tries to keep people from turning into their parents. His line is, the server doesn't need to know your name. And I'm like, what do you mean the server doesn't need to know my name? She told me her name. Why can't I tell her my name? It's a pleasant human interaction. And it's server eater confidentiality, Jen. <laughs> and, and Susan was like, so she, seeing I was getting testy, she was like, she's put her hands up. She's like, I'm just telling you what the commercial said. It's, Geico is the arbiter on these things. So not 24 hours later and that commercial comes on mm-hmm. and I get offended at a commercial <laughs> because I do tell the server my name. This is a person who's going to be bringing me food that I am going to ingest into my body. I only think it is nice that we have a a pleasant and courteous <laughs> relationship. Here's an important question. Did your father or mother ever introduce themselves to waiters? My mother does it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the point. Oh, it's not. It's not the point. It's not the point that no. the Geico commercial about turning into your parents accurately describes you. <laughs> I mean, it's the name that their parents gave them. It's important. It's their name. When a server comes over to your table and she says, hi, I'm Anna, and I'm going to be taking care of you tonight. I think it's only polite and human to say, hi, Anna, I'm Jen. But now they're even making commercials saying that I'm just weird and old and strange for telling the server my name. So, Brad, what do you think of Jen? Is she just being polite, or is she a bit of a fuddy-duddy? Unfortunately for Jen, I do think it's a little (laughs) fuddy-duddy, but the redeeming quality. I think it's one of those fuddy-duddy things that's kind of lost in politeness. So I would say, gold star for doing it. Go ahead and do it. Be a fuddy-duddy? Be a (laughs) fuddy-duddy. Be that person that knows how to interact with other people. You're a fuddy-duddy, but you got a gold star. I got a gold star for being a (laughs) fuddy-duddy. I think it's one of those things that I would roll my eyes if my parents were doing it. But then if they're not there and I am the parent in front of my children, I'm probably doing it. Do you remember back in the day where we had a macaroni grill? Yeah. They would actually come to your table and they would write their name. Mm Mm-hmm. On the table. And then I'd draw robots on it. (laughs) My goodness, of course you did. But I think when they say, hi, I'm Anna, and I'm going to be taking care of you today, that it's nice for you to say, well, hey, I'm Jen. You know, I think this has kind of turned into a fuddy-duddies unite. (laughs) No matter what Geico says, people are in favor of uh, introducing themselves to the server. I am with Jen. Yay! He's the fuddy-duddy weirdo. You're an introducer. I am. Honestly, when I go back to my favorite places, I might be with a friend and we're at the front door. And by the time we get to the back of the restaurant, I've had two different servers say, hey, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) See? So they remember you. It's nice to go where everybody knows your name. They did a whole show about that. Amen. We had a friend call us yesterday and give us some super great advice. Yeah. 
But in the midst of her advice, she said something about a common everyday object that had me a bit flummoxed. I mean, to the point where Taylor and I talked about this off air. Lovely lady called yesterday and said that she cuts a balloon mm-hmm. and then uses a, a part of the balloon to put on her dog's feet instead of dog boots. But what she said was, I cut the top off. Mm-hmm. And I said, you mean you cut the bottom off? She said, no, I cut the top off and I put the other part around the dog's foot. Yeah. I didn't press it because she was giving us advice about something. But when we got off the air, I said she meant she cuts the bottom off. She cuts the bottom of the balloon off to put the top on the dog's foot. And Taylor's like, no. No. No, she cuts the top off. Especially when a balloon's deflated, the part you blow in is the top. I cannot believe I have to ask this question. But Taylor and I disagree. What is the top and bottom of a balloon? It's basic balloon anatomy. What? No, no. You're no more talking. No. Oh, okay. Oh, you're, you're the one who no, gets no, the no. top No, no, no. I'm not talking. I'm just going to ask the question. Oh, okay. What is the top of a balloon? What is the bottom of a balloon? I'm excited <sighs> about this. I'm not. I can't wait to be right. This is ridiculous. Please take this one out of my hands. I can't, <laughs> I can't deal with him anymore. Which is the top and which is the bottom end of a balloon? The part you blow into is the bottom. Thank you! What? Why? <laughs> think about it. Okay, so think about it. You're blowing up the balloon, right? And mm-hmm. then you tie it, and then you hold on to that part. Mm-hmm. And then if you wanted to draw on it or wanted to write something, you're holding on to the part that you just blew into. You're holding on to the bottom because yep. you're going to write on it. Yep. That's the bottom. Yep. The you blue inches, the bottom of the balloon. I'm sorry. But Very- when I hold on to that, it flips down because you it's just- I blew it up. My my air makes it heavy. So then you're full of more hot air. <laughs> He's very full of hot air. I, yeah. I, I've been told that on numerous occasions. <laughs> you're probably thinking to yourselves, why? Why are you guys talking about? Which end of a balloon is the top and the bottom? Because well, this is the kind of stuff Jen and I argue about, and we need you to solve it for us. It was. It all started quite innocently yesterday until we realized we disagree about something like a balloon. Yeah, which side of the balloon is the top? I think it kind of changes around. When it's deflated, the, the hole in the top is the top. <laughs> See? You call it the hole in the top. No, you call it the hole in the top. What do you think, Chelsea? I mean, I have to agree with Taylor on this. Mm-hmm. I think when it's deflated that the part you blow in is the top, but when it's inflated, that it's the opposite. Okay, so you're saying that the top and bottom of a balloon it changes. Yes. It's a metamorphosis, like a tadpole. It's, I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. All right. I say you blow into the bottom of the balloon. What, do, you, do you like turn upside down and blow it up in the air so no, that the blow side saying, is on the bottom? I know that's the bottom of the balloon you, while I'm oh, blowing into it, it. It's the bottom of the balloon and I blow it up. But that's okay, Chelsea. Nope. You're allowed to be wrong. It, it's really okay. It's a free country. I'm, I'm glad you're on the winning side of this. <laughs> really, what would you do without us discussing the most important issues of the day? Which is the top of a balloon, John? Let me ask you this. What would you call the top of a hot air balloon? The top that's floating. The rounded part. Okay, Taylor, so why is that any different from a regular balloon? Because I can't buy a hot air balloon at the dollar store. Okay, so but see... It's still do a you, balloon. Do you see what I'm dealing with here? <laughs> it's a different kind of balloon. No! It's a balloon. It's the concept of a balloon. A balloon is not a balloon shape if it's upside down. It's not? What is it shaped like if it's upside down? 
Oh, now I'm really confused. <laughs> when you think about it, it has the the tie part at the bottom. Right. Yeah. At the top. The yeah. rounded part at the top. Yes. Right? At the bottom, yeah. Yes. So, Jen, I'm actually with you on this one. Are you okay with that? Is the world still spinning? <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a little bit. I, I, I was a little conflicted on calling in because I'm like, I'm normally with Taylor. But yeah. On this one, I, you know, I normally I'll, I'll, I'll return the, dude. The, the knife from my back to you next time we see each other. <laughs> It's okay. You can use it to pop your upside down balloon. <laughs> right? Went to church Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Our church socially distances. So when you go in, you um, you have to get seats. You get like, it's, it's like a seating chart. You okay. choose your places on the seat. Do they and make you sit boy, girl, boy, girl, so no, you don't talk? No, they, they don't. It, <laughs> so you don't talk. Yeah. I, I waited in the lobby for my friend because I went to church with a friend on sa- on Sunday morning. She got there first. She picked out the seats. And I was like, oh, hey, you know, and I saw her and I'm like, OK, let's go in and go sit down. And I started walking to my part of the church and she said, no, we're going in this door. Uh Oh, I was like, what? She said, we're going to we're going to sit on, on this side. I, our seats are over here. And I was like, what? Wait, what? That's the wrong side of the church. Danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> she said, what do you mean it's the wrong side of the church? I said, I've been going to this church for five years. I have never sat on that side of the church. Oh. Never. I, I, I racked my brain. It messes you up. I, I racked my brain, Taylor. I, I'm like, yeah. have I ever sat over here on this side of the church? No. I sat on the wrong side of church. Are you okay? It was weird. Yeah. It was weird. I mean, your your neck has yep. to turn the wrong you have to way. You look a different direction. You see different people on the way out. I was like, oh, you go to this church? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I was one of the founding members. <laughs> Every one of us likes to think that we're exciting mm-hmm. and different and outside of the box and unique. But hey, on Sunday, I sat on the wrong side of church and I could barely listen to the sermon because I am such a creature of habit. It messes things up. It does. So we wonder, are we all just creatures of habit or are there any agents of chaos hiding amongst us? Well, if I had to pick, I am a creature of habit. Oh, yeah. Are you? I think okay. we, we usually yeah. are, right? No. I mean, when you go to church or when you go to your dinner table or whatever, do you sit in the same spot all the time? Yeah. Everything yeah. has to be the same way every yeah. day or you're just off. Oh, exactly. You're just like, you sleep on the same side of the bed, right? Well, I just sleep in the middle of the bed. <laughs> the middle. One cat on one side, one on the other. Yeah. And it's the same cat on each side, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, because yeah. that's their side of the bed. You are one or the other. There's no in between. <laughs> oh, no. Are you a creature of habit or an agent of chaos? You know, most of us probably don't want to think of ourselves as creatures of habit, but we are. Think about it. When you go into church, do you mm-hmm. sit in generally the same spot all the time? At least the same side of the church every time? When you go to your dining room table, do you basically sit in the same seat all the time? When you watch TV, do you have a favorite spot? Do you sleep on the same side of the bed all the time? I'll do you one better, Jen. Oh, boy. I use the same route to get to every place in town all the time. The same t- the same route? I have the streets that I take to get to Fairway, Hy-Vee, to work, to uh-huh. church, all the various places. I have them mapped out based on if I'm coming from my home. But I could be coming from the opposite side of town, and I know that to get to work, I need to be on 235, I need to get on to Valley West, and I need to turn on to 37th. And have you ever been with somebody who does it 
a different way. They take it a different way. And you're and like, this is the wrong way. It might be straighter and more perfect, but I'm like, no, this is, these are the roads that you are supposed to take. If I have to backtrack, I'm going to take the right roads to get to work. Have you ever told Lindsay, no, 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 you don't go this way. This isn't the right way. And she's like, what are you talking about? No, she tells me that. <laughs> I determine my routes based on how few left-hand turns do I have to take. She determines it based on how quick is the quickest way. You are strange. Turning left is the pits. (laughs) Especially if there's not a light. Really? That's how you figure out your route? Yeah. I don't like... Turning left is stressful. Scientists could study you. Why I'm calling is to, on a rare occasion, stand up with Taylor. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited already. I don't already. like turning left. <laughs> you don't either. I don't like turning left, no. Yeah. If I can get somewhere by not turning left, mm-hmm. I will take that route. Three I, rights are better than one left. I have never heard of this, you guys. I have never heard of this. Oh. I don't even think about left-hand turns. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't like turning left. Well, because you have no. the traffic coming from your left, you have the traffic coming from your right, and you have the traffic coming exactly. towards you. If you turn right, you only have to worry about one of those. <laughs> Try a different route, Jen. Just this one. See if you Just... don't like it better. <laughs> I don't think I can. My car won't go in different route. Sure you can. <laughs> you can do it. We believe in you. <laughs> Take a right turn. <laughs> the Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.